quite excited like that. Good morning. Like, um, Auntie Yessie said, and like, uh, Auntie Bridget also said, today is supposed to be Valentine's Day. People have defined Valentine with all kinds of stuff, and you need to be smart, you know. I've been into marketing for a very long time. In recent times in Ghana, marketing has taken over whatever Valentine was supposed to be, and people use it to sell their business. So be careful, don't be fooled. And um, young people too are sometimes misled to go into all kinds of things, and they end up being very promiscuous. And attached to it comes demonic activities. I pray that none of us, after church service today, will go and get entangled in some useless things they called Valentine. Okay. Amen. Well, happy Valentine to you, whatever it means to you. But the greatest Valentine is. Um, the love of God that was shown on Calvary. We have been talking about demonology for some time now, and um, if you want to go on, we can go on forever. Uh, there's so much to learn, but we'll bring the series to an end today. <laughs> I don't understand your clapping. <laughs> We'll spend some time praying today, laying some foundational prayers. And then next week, we'll have Pastor Dan in the house, and we'll go to some very serious deliverance. Um, he'll be leading us, and I'll be supporting him together with all the facilitators. So I, I want a couple of changes made for next week. The ashes, please dissolve the first row and just create a few more chairs at the wings. Okay, Not, Don't feel the whole place. Want to create a little more space for uh, uh, whatever God will do. Uh, even today, I wanted us to dissolve it. Maybe towards the end of the service, if necessary, we'll dissolve it. Uh, okay, I don't want to. Okay. So please take note of that. And um, I'm going to say something forgotten. All right. For those of you who miss the all night on Friday, uh, yesterday church workers meeting were very few, but it was a good time. Uncle Bethmore shared with us a very, very relevant and moving testimony. I wish you were here to listen. Don't think that it's only when we say we are coming to pray for certain things that God moves. Okay. God moves at any time in his own time. You can't predict him. If, I, if you are so sensitive to God, sometimes even while you are on the loo, God will give you some deep revelation about him and his love. 
God doesn't only reveal himself in church. He reveals himself to us everywhere. We can receive deliverance. We can receive understanding of him. We, we can be revived at any time in any place so long as we are sensitive to him. Well, this morning, I want to present to you my valentine. And the, the greatest valentine that could ever be given was demonstrated by God on the cross of Calvary. And this morning, I want us to remember the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary's cross is still available today. The power that is in the blood of Jesus Christ is still available today. There's power for healing. There's power for deliverance. There's power for forgiveness of sins. There's power in the blood of Jesus Christ. And this morning I want you to know that the blood of Jesus Christ the divine blood that was shed on Calvary it will never it will never lose its power it doesn't matter the sins that you may have committed it doesn't matter how deep you have gone into sin it doesn't matter how far you have backslided it does not matter how much you have hated God God is calling us to repentance and he's calling us to himself this morning through the blood of Jesus Christ. If we will call on the blood of Jesus Christ this morning, I want you to know God will receive you. He will forgive you. He will, give, he will heal you. He will give you a new beginning. For there's power in the blood. Power in the blood. And the power in the blood of Jesus Christ, it will never lose its power. Lose his power. There is power in the blood. There is power in the blood. There is power in the blood of Jesus. That power cannot lose his power. It is impossible for the power in the blood of Jesus Christ to lose his power. I don't know how you are feeling this morning. Maybe because you are talking about demonology, you are just excited. You want to hear something new about demons. That is not important. What is important is to know that when Jesus died on the cross of Calvary, the Bible says he disarmed principalities and powers and he made a public show of them. And when he shed his blood and went down to hell, he looked the devil in the face and said, I have overcome. Give me the keys of death and hell. And because of that, he has given us power to tread over serpents and over scorpions and over all the power of the evil one and nothing shall by enemies hurt us. That is our heritage. It's our heritage. The blood of Jesus Christ avails everywhere. In the classroom. In the marketplace. At home. The power in the blood of Jesus Christ would never ever lose his power. If you are depressed this morning, you have lost your parents and you don't see any hope. You don't know how you are going to pay your fees. 
I want you to understand that God showed his love. He demonstrated his love on the cross of Calvary when Jesus shed his blood for you and I. And if God gave us his all on the cross of Calvary, what good would he withhold from you? Is it ability to study? Is it money? Is it healing? Is it deliverance from demons? There is nothing that God will withhold. There's no good that he withhold from us. I want you to know that there's power in the blood of Jesus Christ. And so this morning I want you to lift up your voice and just give God thanks for the blood of Jesus Christ. In your own way, just lift up your voice. Giving thanks, giving thanks. Thank you for the blood that he shed on Calvary's cross. Thank you for the blood. That blood will never lose its power. That blood will never lose its power. Lift up your voice in the heart of gratitude. Say, Lord, I thank you that you went to the cross for me. I thank you for shedding your blood for me. I thank you that the blood avails for me today. Mandelia do sapahai. Yado sika parabaha shatarabakabaha. Parabameriando sereri de hesaha. Pani ileo sapika roshi karabasori. Limara parabaha sateriado sika parabaha zaha. Limara parabashatiriado sereli memelabatora basundere. Limara parabaha saya. The blood of verse for you. The blood of verse for me. And it will never lose its power. Demons fear the blood of Jesus. Darkness fear the blood of Jesus. At the mention of the name of Jesus. At the mention of the blood. There is deliverance. There is healing. There's wholeness. There's forgiveness. There's love in abundance. All the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for Calvary. Thank you for God to cover it for me. Thank you that you did not hold back your blood. Thank you that you gave your blood for me. Thank you for what you did for me at Calvary. Lord, I give you praise. I give you thanks. I thank you. Where would I be but for the blood of Jesus? Oh God, where would I be but for the blood of Jesus? I thank you for the blood. 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 I thank you for your blood. The blood that avails for me. The blood, the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. We invoke the power in the blood of Jesus this morning. We lift up the name of Jesus Christ over this place. We set up the name of Jesus Christ as a banner over this auditorium this morning. And we decree that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Every plan of the devil and any of his agents in this place this morning, we arrest your works in the name of Jesus. We cancel every plan, every declaration made against us this morning. We walk in the power of the blood. We seek our deliverance. We seek our wholeness. We seek our healing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the blood that you shed for us. So this morning, as we come to hear a word, speak to us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yesterday, I was 
meditating um, on the word of God and I was thinking of some songs and I came across an interesting song, a song that is very well known and then I realized that this song was written by a teenager who many people don't even know William Ralph Featherson was a Canadian teenager and at the age of 16 he was thinking about the love of God and then he wrote a poem many people don't even know that he is the one that wrote that poem and many years later on this poem was converted into a hymn a hymn that we sing and that we I in particular I love a lot it talks about the love of the love relationship between this young teenager and Jesus Christ my Jesus I love you I know you are mine for thee all the follies of sin I resigned my precious redeemer my savior you are if I ever love you Jesus it's now I love you because thou first loved me and purchased my pardon on Calvary's tree. I love thee for wearing the thorns on thy brow. If ever I loved you, my Jesus, it's now. I love thee in love, I will love thee in death. And praise thee as long as thou gives me breath. And say when the dead dew lies cold on my brow, if I ever loved you, my Jesus, is now. In mansions of glory and endless delight, I ever will adore you. In heaven so bright, I will sing the glittering crown on my brow. If ever I love you, my Jesus is now. It's amazing. This young teenager could understand such depth of love at that tender age. The interesting thing is that this teenager died very early. He died at the age of only 27. The next time you sing this song, I want you to remember the love relationship of a teenager and then think about your own life. Well, we have been talking about demons and um, today, wherever we get to, we stop. And we, we established the fact that falling, uh, demons are not fallen angels. There are two categories of uh, spirits and we, we have said so many things I don't want to summarize them today but last week we started talking about how demons enter into our lives and then we, meant, we mentioned that demons only enter and operate in our lives because they have a right to they have a right if demons don't have a right they cannot enter you and they cannot operate in you Incidentally, there are, are several ways by which demons have rights into our lives. The fundamental one is what happened with Adam and Eve, and we inherited a nature that Adam never had any idea could exist. By simple act of disobedience, he sold his birthright, he sold his divine rights. 
he sold the nature that God had given him, the divine nature. He sold it all out to the devil. And the devil had a right in the life of Adam, which he has passed on to all of us, his descendants. So we need to be careful and remember that we have a nature, a nature that we inherited from Adam. When Jesus Christ came, he dealt with the curse on the cross of Calvary and gave us back. He bought back. He redeemed us and gave us a new nature. The nature of God that we lost in the garden. But the interesting thing, the mystery which is difficult to understand is that we have the Adamic nature and then we also have God's nature. So it's like we are a dual personality. The Bible tells us to put the old man, the old nature, we must put it to death. We must believe that the old nature in us died with Christ on the cross, was buried with Christ, and we resurrected with Christ in a new nature. And these are things that we need to do continually on a daily basis by faith. Paul tells us in the New Testament to put on the new man. Put on the new man. Put the old man to death and put on the new man. If Paul gave us such an instruction, what it means is that it is possible to allow the old nature to resurrect and have control over our lives. And when that happens, we open up doors and give demons the right back into our life. Even though the curse has been dealt with on the cross, even though we have the ability not to sin, we can choose to by our will to sin and give right to the old nature. So, how we deal with the old nature and how we relate to the new nature, it's very very important for us to be successful as children of God. And that's why Paul continually says, put on the new man, put on the new man, put on. It's like a dress. It's like a covering. So every day you wake up, put on the new man. Put on the new man. Put on the new man. Don't allow the old man. Put on the new man. Ephesians 4.27, last week we talked about this a lot. Don't give any room. Don't give any opportunity. Don't give the devil any chance don't give him any right in your life that's for the devil and demons if you give them one inch they'll take one mile and then though if you continue and you don't confess your sins they'll go and bring more wicked spirits and they'll establish a stronghold in your life and this can go on to a stage where you are so demonized that everything about you is controlled by demons rather than being controlled by the Holy Spirit. So you have to, by faith, choose to walk in God. Just like we inherited the Adamic nature by birth several thousands of years ago, in the same way, there are certain natures that we also inherit from our generational line. This thing can be 
a little controversial but I don't know what you believe about it but quite clearly in scripture and from experiences there are certain traits that seem to flow along a particular line sometimes even in certain families, certain clans certain countries certain societies we see a common trend of behavior pattern I mean that should tell you something I don't want to digress. Okay. So, it, it's important to know that these things do exist. Don't throw them under the carpet. Become aware of it. And we'll deal with them and learn to continually deal with them so you continually put on the new man and walk in divine nature. And that's the reason why I gave you the assignments to do. And some of you who did assignments and some of you who shared with me, you discovered things that really surprised you. We'll deal with all those issues. Take note of that. The writer will pray over them. There are times that our forefathers did certain things that we have no idea of. Sometimes God reveals to us in order to deal with it. And sometimes when we are dealing with demons, sometimes God has to give you insight as to what right the demons had to come into the person you are dealing with his life before you can deal with the demons. Otherwise, you can shout the name of Jesus. They will not go because they have a right to be there. And you don't know what the right is. So let's remember um, that. Last week we talked a lot about personal sin and how if we don't continually confess our sin, when we sin and we don't confess it, then we accumulate unconfessed sins. And the Bible tells us that when we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us part one and then to cleanse us of every unrighteousness it's strange that God says that but it's important to understand it it's important to confess your sins don't, don't, don't deceive yourself to think that you are divine you are a child of God so you cannot sin whatever whatever we are all human and we sin and the Bible says if you sin we don't have any sin we are lying and we make God a liar. So let's, let's look at First John chapter one, verse five to seven. It's something I shared. I, I learned in my quiet time sometime during this week. And um, what surprised me about this verse is the fact that these verses seem to be a summary of what the whole message of Christianity is about. The whole message of our walk with God. This seems to summarize what it is. The scripture says that this is the message that we have heard. And we declare it unto you. God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him, if we claim that we are Christians, yet we walk in darkness, we are lying. And we don't live in the truth. We don't have the truth. Verse 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, God is in the light, Jesus is in the light, and we have been called to walk in the light. And the Bible says, if we walk in the light, like how Jesus is in the light, 
when we allow sins into our life and we don't confess them we begin to walk in darkness and we give open doors to the devil to come into our lives but if we confess our sins we jump from darkness and God brings us back into the light and we have fellowship with Jesus and he says that when we do that the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us of all unrighteousness of all filth things that we are not even aware of anything that brings darkness into our lives that we may not be aware of when we confess the sins that we are aware of and are convicted of the blood of Jesus Christ will clean every other field in our life and walk in light verse 9 sorry I, I, I missed verse that's, that's okay I jump ahead of myself but that's fine so it's important that we agree with God that we are sinned and all of us I'm sure even this morning plenty of us are sinned I lie all those who came late you, are, you have already sinned because it's a standing rule and the Bible says he who knows what is good and doesn't do it to him it is sin right you know it's good to come to church isn't it but you're late so it's sin don't ignore it open your heart to God God I'm sorry I don't know why I was, I was lazy I overslept I just didn't feel like waking up I was eating and for some reason I got late that's how you must deal with your life every area of your life as soon as the you see when we become Christians the Holy Spirit always convicts us when we do something wrong you see, have you noticed that sometimes you do something and you are not even thinking about it but it's as if something inside you say hmm have you, have you experienced it and it's not strong it's mild check yourself what you have done is not correct and then you have to say oh but this one is nothing it is something immediately ask the Lord to forgive you and ask him to cleanse you so that you continue to walk in the light as he is in the light when you live a life like that you will not have problems with demons you walk in the light of God you walk in the power of God you walk in the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus Christ and when you live that way and you approach demons I mean without even saying anything the demons in people begin to tremble but when you refuse to confess your sins you yourself you start carrying demons and they start doing things that you don't want to do you don't wish to do and you cannot understand yourself there's some videos I wanted to show you but um, I'll not show it to the whole church but on Saturday between 4 and 6 uh, those who be around for church workers I'll show you some of these videos and I'll explain certain things to you and I'll take any questions that you may uh, ask about how some of these things operate and I expect all uh, intercessors and ashes for you is compulsory uh, to be around okay I forgot about one other announcement I wanted to make. Please, when we are ministering to people and they start manifesting, don't pounce on them. No matter how violent the uh, manifestation, don't pounce on them and press them down to the ground. No, no, no. If you are in that state, would you like to be pressed that way? When you do that, you hurt them physically. Okay? Yours is to be around and make sure that they don't get hurt. We'll talk a lot more about this on Saturday. Be around the day and make sure that they don't get hurt. In some, in a few instances, they may be extremely violent and you may need to restrain them. Even that, it's not, it doesn't have to be permanent. 
we'll talk about this on Saturday. So if there should be any violent manifestations today, please don't don't make me start giving instructions on how you should handle them. Okay? But don't press them down. Sometimes all you need to do is just put a ring around them. You know, so that they don't Okay, you understand. I'm those of you who get involved in this is you understand. When we anytime we start any manifestation, please, I want at least two people want to be close to this door and the other one to be close to the other door and make sure that nobody runs off okay and then watch people when they are running towards any of the windows and restrain them stop them okay um, sometimes when you have some suicidal spirits they do all kinds of things okay people somebody can be tempted to run and jump over the window so be mindful of this all right okay let's go back we want to continue and then um, wherever we stop today that's it okay now yesterday uncle Be- uh, Bethmore shared a very interest I wish I could ask him to share but sorry no 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 if you want to sh- listen to certain come to where we are serious church workers meeting but I will share with you a story that uncle Joshua sh- uh, shared with me when we were chatting last week after we, uh, he, he, I mean, some thoughts that came to me after, to him after last week's message. Can I please click on the link for me? On Sunday, as you were preaching, on Sunday, as you were preaching, and as I went over the sermon again, I remembered. Is it from me? On Sunday, as you were preaching and as I went over the sermon again, I remember an encounter I had with an occultist in 2009 when I did my internship at Tema Central General Hospital after level 100. We had to do a mandatory internship, so I had the opportunity to do mine at the Tema General Hospital. There I was with the records department where I met some national service personnel. They taught me all that I needed to do and know. But there was this particular guy who was free with everyone, always being around me and all. One day, he engaged me in a chat. He said I look like someone who is active in church. Don't be deceived when people tell you certain things. And I said yes. The demons know. And he told me he's also a serious Christian. Don't be deceived. But they are free to you know them and that he has a prayer fellowship he attends at vienna city initially i thought he meant around vienna city because i know vienna city to be a nightclub for those of you who know tema but he said they use the location in the evenings for their meeting so he said he wanted to invite him one day and i said okay but I never went for his fellowship. At a point, I needed some money badly, so I asked him to lend me 50 CDs. And he asked if I'm really sure I want to borrow money from him. I needed the cash, so I said, yeah. He made me write my name and sign with red pen. When certain things happen to you, be careful. Later, he just came to me and said he was um, desperate. And I said, why? That was when he told me he was an occultist. He even showed me three other national uh, service personnel that were in his team. He said he's, given an, uh, he's been given an assignment and he had to complete it for him to move to the next level. Just to be called Lord. 
His assignment was to collect ten virgins each. That is, a virgin boy and a virgin girl must sleep together. Then he takes them that to his temple. So I asked him how he knew I was a virgin. He just laughed and said, he knows, so I should help him. Immediately he offered 5,000 CDs. Some of you would have jumped on that money. And was ready to take me to the NIV bank across the street to transfer the cash into my account. The guy has cash. I refused. And he said, I'll help him. Uh, he said, I'll help him out, but I won't take the cash. But on one condition. He should tell me how he got into this occult stuff. It was then he told me that in SHS when he was in Addisada school, he lost his father. Please be careful, those of you who have lost your parents and things like that. We'll talk a lot more about it later on. After his people consulted the fetish priest, they were informed that his dad was killed by an uncle, so he vowed to pay his uncle back in his own coins by any means. That's how he started to search for power and was initiated in SHS. And since then, he's been in it, so he set the date and time for me to meet him and the lady and all. On the day everything was supposed to happen, I overslept and missed the time. Some of you would have set alarm clock to make sure that you wake up. <laughs> the agreed time for everything was 12 midnight. I woke up exactly 12.05. And I felt that we say my room was very dry. It wasn't, wasn't right. So I looked on my phone and I saw that there had been so many missed calls for him. He had also left a message for me. Disappointments. I just prayed a little and slept. In times like this, don't pray a little. Those of you who remember Uncle Bethmon's message, those who didn't hear, sorry. In times like this, don't pray a little. So I told you, well, you have you were saved from initiation. The following day, when we met at work, I thought he would be angry with me. To my surprise, he looked at me and smiled. Don't be deceived by such things. You do try again. Then he said, Josh, you have a good spirit. Hold on to it. Your spirit has saved you. I was like, I told you that you could have been hooked if he didn't like you. Okay? I was confused, so I asked why. It was then that he told me he's been trying to get me since I came to the hospital. Oh, my friend. And that's when I borrowed the money from him, he tried everything spiritually for me not to get money to pay back. But I still had the money to pay. He said, if I had done what he wanted me to do for him, it's either I would have lost one of my parents or one of them would have gone blind. He said he was negotiating for nothing to happen to my parents because I refused the money he offered. I was so shocked I couldn't even talk. You see, some of these behind the scenes, things you never get to know. You just get carried out with the money, the things that they promise you, whatever, whatever. This guy was wear spectacles. It was then he told me that he had sacrificed his eyes. Luckily, that was my last week there. I believe strongly that my seriousness with God saved me. Because around that time, I took God very seriously. I made sure I didn't miss any church activity, including all night. He said he tried to hypnotize me, but it did not work. Well, some of you say well, these things. Uh, it's Uncle Joshua, if you want to know more, see him and ask him. 
Uncle Bethman also shared his own testimony. If you want to know more, talk to them. And that there are some of you who go to do certain things secretly and you hide it so you don't get to know all the truth. But I want you to know that this is a real. The supernatural world, the evil world is very real. And you need to learn to stay in the love of God. Continually being cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. So you don't open yourself up to these type of things. Okay. Luke promised me you do that. And please always talk about Jesus Christ. Someone of us talk to somebody about Jesus this week. Don't raise your hand. Now, another entry point is through occult sin. Um, the occult they do things which are religious in nature but they are secretive so anybody who invites you to any secret meeting any secluded meeting any privileged meeting please if you're not sure, ask God. I can tell you without any shadow of doubt that is an occult meeting. And they will not tell you all the things that they do. You see Joshua's friend? He didn't tell him from the beginning that he, he has sacrificed his eyes. He dazzled the cash before him because he knew that's what he needed. For some of you, you are beautiful. Nobody tells you you are beautiful. Then somebody comes to tell you you are beautiful. Then you get carried away. You could easily be initiated through sacraments. Oh, I said it happens so many times. So be careful. Okay, be careful. Advise yourself. Anything hidden is not right. There are so many occult groups. So so many, plenty of them. I mean. There are some well-known ones and there are some others which are not too well-known. And it's increasing now in the universities and even in the secondary schools. For those of you who come on Saturday, I'll show you a video about an SHS student who got initiated in secondary school and has been given an assignment to recruit people in secondary schools. And how he does it. So be careful about... Um, secret places that people try to send you you have power in the name of jesus christ already what secret thing do you want again what money do you want you have riches in god even though you may appear to be poor now because you don't have the physical money believe that you have riches in god and at the right hand of the manifestation don't be deceived your friends have nice clothes you don't have it and then you want to have their clothes at all costs Oh, you will get the clothes and you'll be initiated. Your friends are using certain types of phones and you don't have that type of phone. Your parents cannot afford it. And you want that phone at all costs. Secondary school, your parents, but they're not using that type of phone. And you want that type of phone. Be careful. Your parents don't go to certain places to eat. And your friends are always inviting you. And you know that your, those friends have dubious character and yet you follow them. You could easily be initiated. And by the way, food is one of the areas that the people are initiated into the occult. 
So be very careful. And that's what you see. When the Bible says you must pray over all, th- I mean, you don't have to fear. I mean, when you pray over it, you demolish whatever forces they are. But you must be wise in certain things. Okay? Take certain precautions. Another way by which people get initiated. This is one of the controversial ones, but it's real. It's through alternative medical practices. You know, we thank God that Auntie Sylvia is here. We have the traditional medical practice, okay, which which is scientific and which is good. But we know, I mean, all the scientists will tell you that it is not everything that medical science can deal with. Am I right? It's not every sickness which is scientific, which the, the cause is scientific. The, the, the scientists will give you the biological reason, the medical reasons why the sickness came. Some of them are demons. In fact, for those of you who are interested in studying, I'll try and do some outline for you to study for yourself from the scripture all the demonic encounters that Jesus Christ had all the demonic encounters that the apostles had in the New Testament. So you can have your own personal study and discover things from the Bible yourself. There are times that Jesus Christ met sick people. He didn't pray for them. He cast out demons and they were healed. There was another time some friends brought somebody and they they wanted Jesus to lay hands and pray. Jesus did not lay hands and say, your sins are forgiven. When the sins were forgiven, healing came. It's, it's not everything which science can prove. I'm a science, science biased person myself. But I believe in God. And I know, the science world knows that not everything is physical. They can't explain it. They don't know what to do about it. But they know. And there are some kind of medical practices that use the occult. They use demonic power. But they cover it so nicely. If one of the dangerous ones, be careful. Some of your parents, I know some of our parents have been deceived into it. One of the dangerous ones is acupuncture. You don't know about acupuncture. Okay, go and, go, and, go and look in the dictionary and read about what acupuncture is. Okay. Herbalist. Herbalists, or better still, some herbalists, because I mean, herbs can be used for healing, and there are certain herbs that have medicinal properties, and we know, I mean, from frequent use, we know. Even some of us know some some herbs. When you have fever, some herbs that you can take ball and you, you drink and you'll be okay. But I can tell you. There are some professional herbalists that use not just the physical, normal, um, medicinal herbs, but they use demonic power as well. So be careful. And there's so there's so there's so many so many of them. And normally, people who visit such places are generally people who are demonized, and they go to the hospitals. And the hospitals are not able to help out 
with the diseases and they think that since science cannot do it maybe some other place will do it and then when they go sometimes they may receive the healing and they receive more demonic power so beware about alternative medical practice not all of it is bad but a number of them uh, are not good they use demonic power I'll spend some time talking about religious sin and then sexual sin so we can have time to pray some basic uh, prayers religious sin religious sin is another means by which we open up ourselves to demonic activity and what do we mean by religious sin you don't have a notebook this is your first time here okay when you go to class you take notebook and pen isn't it when I come to church bring notebook and pen and bring bible you can write okay religious sin are the kind of activities that we are engaging which has a religious flair and many of us sometimes have fallen prey to this and we need to be careful one of them is religious practices a typical example of, of a religious practice is coming to church so you come to church every Sunday and you think that you are a Christian, right? Wrong. The fact that you come to church does not make you a Christian. If you go and park your body in a garage, it doesn't make you a car. Okay. So, Christianity is a personal relationship with God. When you come to the realization according to the Bible that sin separates us from God, your rejection of Jesus Christ, your rejection of what you did on the cross of Calvary, you know, separates you from God. When you come to that realization and you ask Jesus Christ to forgive you and to receive you, he comes into your life, gives you a new nature, and then he helps you to lead a new kind of life. That's how you become a Christian. That's the beginning of walking with God. Coming to church does not make you a Christian. Singing in the choir does not make you a Christian. Praying doesn't make you a Christian. And for we, you know, we talk about walking in the light. It's very important to understand that concept very well. Jesus, you see, if you are to be influenced, the Bible says we are the light of the world. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Because we are light, the Bible says that our lights must be put on the, on the housetops so that everyone will see. We must walk in the light. Some of us get so captivated with things that we do in church. We are praise and worship leader. All your activity throughout the whole week, your plan is how to lead praise and worship, how to prepare, how to get myself and come and stand here and lead praise and worship. But your personal work with God, you're walking in the light. You are not focusing on that. So all your life is praise and worship, praise and worship. You are a prayer warrior. Every time you are praying for other people, but you are not dealing with your own life. You are a pastor, and all every day you are thinking of the problems of the people, and you are not thinking about your own life. That's why comes sometimes pastors get into trouble. They walk into scandals, and they they have all they get entangled with all kinds of sexual problems that they cannot deal with. 
instead of walking the line, they come and preach a wonderful sermon like I'm preaching this morning. This person is not really preaching. But I'm, I'm teaching on some things. But they come and preach the word of God to us nicely. And I pray that I never become like that. And then they, they go home and they themselves are not walking in the light. Who open doors for demons? So be careful about religious practice. Don't be so consumed about the fact that you are a chorister or that you play an instrument in church or that you belong to teen chapel. The most important thing is what is your work with God like? Are you walking in the light or are you walking in sin? The Bible says when we walk in the light, we have fellowship and our fellowship is with the Father. So our responsibility is to walk in the light. This is the message that we receive from Jesus Christ that we teach. Walk in the light. Learn to walk in the light. And it's not difficult. It's a choice. A decision to live a life of obedience. When you disobey, you ask God to forgive you. You confess your sins. He forgives you. He cleanses you. Then you go back into the light. And you continue to walk in the light. And as you walk in the light, you sin again. You ask him to forgive you. There's power in the blood to forgive at all times. That blood cannot lose its power. So let's be careful about religious practices. I didn't mention many religious practices. The fact that I didn't mention yours doesn't mean that yours is not applicable. There are so many of them. The second possible area of demonization so far as um, religious sin is concerned is denominalization. I belong to ICGC. So what? I am a Methodist. I'm a Presbyterian. I'm a Catholic. I recall about six or so years ago, we had a camp meeting. I don't know those of you who remember because I said it publicly. And there was, you know, a camp meeting, normally the first things we do, make sure that everybody is born again. We lead them through the Bible to make sure they are born again. Then after that, we lead them to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And there was one lady I remember I personally prayed for. And um, she gave her life to Christ all right. But after we were praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, she, she froze. And uh, she wasn't interested in speaking in tongues. So later on, I engaged and we had a long chat. And I showed her several scriptures to go and study on her own and then pray on her own. She just blocked off. And then later as we talked on, I got to realize that she belonged to uh, a seven-day uh, Adventist group that didn't believe in speaking in tongues. So as soon as I started talking about speaking in tongues, hey, my church, this is my church. Even though we saw together from the Bible, what is this thing? We saw together from the Bible that yes, it's a gift from God and she could speak in tongues. She said no. So I remember on the last day, on the Sunday, I called, I tried to talk to her in church without mentioning her name. Like last week, the world was looking for my friend. Okay. And thank God my friend is in church today. So I was engaging with her, and then I asked her whether she had changed her mind. And then she had changed her mind. God do. I mean, I didn't tell what God was about to do, but I told her whether she had changed her mind. And she said, No, I said, Well, too bad. Since you have changed your mind, we can't force you. 
you have a will i cannot override your will but if you have changed your mind god was about to break certain blessings in your life and she missed that opportunity so be careful about uh, denominations when you go out to witness to people don't don't preach icgc preach jesus i believe in icgc i'm a member of icgc i believe in the vision i'm passionate about what dr Otto stands for but i'm passionate about it because of jesus when you get carried away with your denomination you open up doors for demons in fact these demons are one of the ones which are most difficult to cast out because the people who get demonized that way they believe that they are alright not knowing that they are religious have you ever witnessed to a catholic before Auntie Bridget was a Catholic, so you talk to her. They, they, they believe the Catholic Church. Why you talk to them? They don't talk Jesus. So, no, I, I'm proud to be a Catholic. I am a Catholic. In fact, uh, I have a lot of Catholic friends. Uh, some of my in-laws are Catholic. My mother-in-law is a very strong Catholic. And you know, they have a son. They sing that. Let me not sing. But it's, it, it, the song goes simply like this. Uh, it's not, I'm trying to translate it to English. But it says that um, this, this the Catholic Church, I would die in it. I would die in the church. Hey! You would die for Jesus, but you would die in the church. You would die for the church. Don't die for ICGCO. Die for Jesus. Live for Jesus. Speak Jesus. Declare Jesus. Proclaim Jesus. It's about life. The Christianity is about life. It's not about the church. If you don't know, and these things we, we talk about, the people say to fear quiet, it shouldn't come. But I tell you, it's going to come one of these days. So let's start preparing ourselves in our mind. Let me digress. We have a number of young people who will be getting married soon. I was chatting, you know, I do a lot of marriage chats, and I was chatting some people, and then I told them. One of the things that I always challenge young people who are not getting married. And when I challenge them with that question, they don't like to hear the question. I say, hey, it's a possibility. Think about it. It can happen. So think about it and prepare your mind. You know the question I ask them? So what if you marry and your wife dies or your husband dies? I look at them. <laughs> it's <Ajay. laughs> But it has been happening and it can happen. And if you don't tune your mind to certain when it happens to you, you get into a shock and you open yourself up for demons. We'll talk about that later on. So, tune your mind. Tell yourself that anything can happen. I pray that God let it not happen to me. But tune your mind so when it happens, it doesn't take you by surprise. Because you have, you, you have built capacity for it. You will still, still grieve. You will still be sorrowful. But it will not get you down. The last thing about um, this um, religious uh, sin, which can open doors for demons, is heresy. And heresy is a wrong belief. You believe in something which is not right. And the irony is that heresy always starts from believing right you believe right and you end up believing wrong 
I know many of you don't understand what I'm saying, so let me take my time and try and break it down. And this is the reason why in this church we always focus on the word of God. Get into the word for yourself. Get into the word for yourself. Don't, don't be so fascinated, fascinated by a certain man of God, a certain book, a certain whatever. Read widely, yes. Open, open your, your mind widely. But whatever you read, check it with the word of God. Find out what, if what the word of God says about it. I believe in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he, he moves, he, he speaks, he, he leads us to do things. Sometimes he leads us to do some strange things. And those of you who are the all night, there were some strange things which happened at the all night. And the people who did that things themselves didn't understand what we were doing. And some of you get captivated by such things. I was sharing with Eugene yesterday that much as it's good to be led by the Spirit of God, there are times you should get more into the Word of God. Get soaked with the Word of God so that when you begin to operate in the supernatural and because you are not experienced you, don't have, you haven't learned so much in life the Holy Spirit will use what is in the word and lead you and you're not going to error and you're not falling into heresy how many of you have heard about the Mormons the Jesus Christ Church of the Latter Day Saints I mean that tells you how heavy the church is the Jesus Christ Church of the Latter Day Saints you know it's it, it, it's a deeper level those of you in the universities I'm sure some of you may have interacted with some of them and when you talk to them you see that they are serious people they believe God in fact they are more dedicated by many of us they are more dedicated by many of us but they have gone on into heresy they are believing something which is not in the bible And it always starts this way. Sometimes when you are hungry for the things of God, without the word of God, you open up yourself for error. When you fast, please, don't just pray. I believe in praying in tongues. Pray in tongues a lot. But when you fast, spend more time in the word. If you do your quiet time, and you don't have enough time, always have time to read one scripture. At the least, during the day, you can always talk to God about that one scripture that you have read. Don't just wake up and start praying and say all kinds of things. Prayer is talking back to God about his word. Otherwise, what happened to Jesus would happen to you. And because you are not soaked in the word, you enter into error. The devil will come and quote scripture apparent scripture and distort it and you cannot identify that the scripture has been distorted they say eh, it's true it's in the bible people say somewhere in the bible people start learning how to pray with prayer how to pray with the bible learn to memorize scripture some of you are still don't memorize uh, Luke chapter 10 verse 19 you know what is there Acts 10 verse 38. Some of you have forgotten what it is. How many of you remember? You see? 
learn to memorize scripture so you see memorizing scripture is not a difficult thing it's, it's a day by day thing when you do your quiet and a small scripture that comes to light to you you just read it think about it read it again think about it before you realize the thing is there and start obeying it it will stay with you so be careful about heresy when you read the new testament there are several times that heresies are talked about people who started well and then go off so be careful about um, these three um, areas another area where we can fall into religious sin is having the wrong attitude to scripture there, there are so many ways you can have wrong attitude to scripture either um, you don't you don't believe right or you try to find scripture to support what you believe instead of getting to scripture to show you what to believe there are many of us when it's time for praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit thank God we are a charismatic church but even with all our charismatic church when it comes to praying for the baptism of the Holy Spirit many of us struggle to speak in tongues why in our mind how can I speak a language I have not learned don't think about think about what the Bible says or you tell us what they are speaking is, is nonsense it doesn't make sense I don't understand it you see if you read the book of Revelation the Bible talks about the doctrine of demons this is how the doctrine of demons starts those thoughts you see they are thoughts they are, it's not something, sometimes not even something you are thinking about they are thoughts that flood your mind and the source clearly is the devil some of us even when you start speaking in tongues I mean, this is real I mean, you are spoken, you said that you didn't do anything to speak I mean, you said it's not just one word, two words, but no, no, no it's, it's, it's not me, some of us even say it's not me too much there are some denominations and some people who have chosen to believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are not for today that it is impossible to operate the gifts of the Holy Spirit today and that the gifts of the Holy Spirit died when the early apostles died why is that in the Bible? it. Where do you think such teachings came from? The demons know what the gifts of the Holy Spirit can do to them. So they'll try to bombard your mind to believe that it's not real. And whole denominations don't believe this. When we were growing up, I mean, a lot of our parents and some of our colleagues said, how can, how can I join a church that I'm older than? Away from that one too, but they were serious about that. Some were more concerned about where will I be buried. I said, "Yes, you do have cemetery. Presley has cemetery. Candy has cemetery. If I die, where will I? If you die, your body is finished. What is the body?" But people are more concerned. Where do you think these thoughts are coming from? That is why you must get into the Bible very early for yourself. 
and be careful what you believe believe only that which is in the bible if you read it and you don't understand it it doesn't mean that it is not there ask the holy spirit to give you understanding but believe it whether you understand or not once you see that it is there believe it now for example don't come and tell me that oh why should i confess my sin uh, this apostle or this whatever, whatever said this and this and this but the bible is saying if 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 we say that we have not seen we are a liar you believe that one but you believe the apostle you open yourself up for demons okay. i will not talk too much about the, the fifth one okay universalism and false religions they are some groups that believe that look God is a God of love. Today is Valentine's Day, and all churches are talking about the, the love of God. You don't like to talk about other love because you believe in the love of God. It's, it's good. Some stretch this to the extent that they begin to teach that God is love, and there's no way a God of love will send anybody to hell. People believe that. So they believe that ultimately, all oh, everybody will be saved. That is how the doctrine of purgatory came into the Catholic Church. And in new theology, some people believe that no, God cannot send anybody to hell. Let me prove to you that God will send people to hell. God sacked the devil from heaven. God destroyed the earth. God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And God says, at the end time, I will destroy the earth again. All these people who have rejected me, they'll all be thrown into the lake of fire. If you all be saying, Why is the lake of fire there? Recently, I heard on radio somebody was asking a question, and it's, it's, it's an intelligent question to ask. Some of us have asked some of those questions before. Why doesn't God just forgive the devil? As I occurred to you before, why won't God forgive the devil? I don't know. Why won't God just forgive the demons and they will all be? Somebody said, Why won't God just forgive the devil? They will all go back to the Adam days, they will be free and they will all be walking naked, they will not be ashamed and all that kind of stuff. Oh, some, it's not me, somebody said it on radio. How many of you heard it? Just on Joy FM. And there are all kinds of false religions. There are some of them that are very popular, others are not that popular, but they carry an iota of Christianity. The only way to be sure is the word and the Holy Spirit that lives inside you. The Holy Spirit will convict you. You see, when you, see, when you go to certain places that you are not sure of, when they are doing something, some, it's as if something inside you tell you, mm, what this? That is what you call the prompting of the Holy Spirit. In a child of God has it. It's gentle. That's why when some of these occult people are trying to initiate you, you always have that check. Follow it. But get into the word. And I can tell you, the, 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 the spirits behind some of these uh, religious spirits are so strong that they can, con- they can confuse you. I remember when I got born again, not too long ago, I was witnessing, I was working in Vac, I was doing attachment there, and I was witnessing all over the place. I mean, there was nobody who would not hear Jesus about Jesus Christ. Once I meet you, I must, I must talk about Jesus Christ. And there was one guy that I was working with there, and then he began to challenge me. And apparently, he was into this 
other group of, I've just forgotten the name of the church. One of these churches that believes in all religions and one. What's the name of that church? Baha'i Baha movement. He was to Baha'i and then he began to quote scripture to prove to me that the, the second coming of Jesus Christ has already come. Honestly, I was confused. I was genuinely confused. And that's how they can confuse you. The only way to check yourself is go back into the word. And when you go back into the word, the Holy Spirit will, will, will make the revelation of the word stronger to you. And you don't know they are wrong. Because when you listen to some of their, their teachings, it's sound, it's scientific, it's logical, but they are wrong. And some of them are genuinely wrong. I mean, they have been deceived, but they don't know they have been deceived. So be careful about uh, religious spirits. I'll spend a lot of time on soul ties. Uh, okay, we'll see what we do. Okay. But definitely, we'll spend some time praying. Um, another area of which the uh, demons get into our lives is by what we call ungodly soul ties. What is a soul tie? A soul tie is simply a bonding that comes as a result of a relationship. So, we have good or godly soul ties and then we also have ungodly soul ties. A typical example of a godly soul tie is the bond that exists within the family between a husband and a wife a father, mother and the children there's a certain bonding the people say that blood is thicker than water it's a certain bonding it's a godly soul tie it's a good soul tie it's a soul tie that bonds the family together even friends can have a good soul tie a godly soul tie a typical example is that between uh, um, David and Jonathan the Bible says that their, their souls were knit. That is a godly soul tie. But apart from godly soul ties, we also have ungodly soul ties. And it's the ungodly soul ties that can be uh, dangerous. Now, there are several ways in which ungodly soul ties can happen even within the family. Even though God's design is for the family unit to have a godly soul tie. This goes more to we, the older ones, uh, but for you, it's also good to take note because some of you have become demonized as a result of some certain things that your parents may have done out of ignorance. I'm trying to run ahead of myself but any form of manipulation leads to an ungodly soul tie so even within families when your parents reject you for whatever reason they open up doors for ungodly soul ties there are some parents those of you who come on Saturday I'll show you a video which illustrates this there are some of us in our house 
before we were born, we were all girls. And then you were also born a girl. As soon as your father had not said, another girl. Just open up doors for ungodly sultan and open up doors for demonic activity out of ignorance. I experienced this myself. When we got married, we said we wanted to have two children. We planned to have two children, whether two boys or two girls. And I was praying for a first boy and then a second girl then close. And then just before my wife gave birth, those days we didn't have technology like we have today that you can even know the sex before the child is born. Just before my wife gave birth, I said, I like girls too. I'll be happy if I get two boys. So, well, it happened that the first child was a girl. So, praise the Lord. I mean, you didn't move me. I mean, I, there was no ungodly so tired. I was okay. I said, okay. I wanted a first boy. So, if the first one is not a boy, the second one, whether boy or girl, no problem. Close. Then, the second one came, to was a girl. No problem. I thought it was over. Then a third one was on the way. And said, hey. I quickly put myself in check, understanding some of these spiritual things. I said, Well, who knows? Maybe it might be a boy. And I mean, it's good for my wife to have a boy. I mean, I didn't want a boy. I said, I mean, I want a first boy. Okay. And it turned out to be a boy. I said, Okay, praise the Lord. I mean, no big deal. Then you now we say, Oh, there, everything is sealed. After that, six years. That was when we really, I really struggled. It was not easy. There are some, some things I cannot tell you because I will share with my family. So, sorry about that, but I will not tell you yet. But I struggled. Immediately, Dorcas was born. I had to quickly change gear spiritually because I knew the implication of what could happen to her if I didn't change. Thank God for Dorcas. And we are all very proud of her as a family. We wonder what our family would have been like without Dorcas. But I can tell you, during those times, it wasn't easy. But there are some parents who are not able to handle these things and don't understand it and out of deep disappointment right all kinds of problems there are some parents who get so bonded to their children too bonded bonded to the extent that they don't want to let go and open up doors for ungodly soul ties so when it's time for marriage for example some of them struggle and some of them even after marriage they still struggle to accept the fact that my child is gone you are laughing you will grow up to become a parent you understand what I'm talking about I'm talking to parents I'm not talking to you people but I'm talking to you because some of you have been opened up to these things and when you need to start praying you need to forgive your parents so that you can ease your deliverance 
there are some parents who you know god has given us everybody free will it's one of the gifts that god has given human beings anybody who attempts to abuse your will open up doors for ungodly soul ties and demonic activity there are several ways this can one of the common ways for your age you want to do arts eh? and your father said no way you will do science and you rebel you fight against it both of you are opening up doors for demonic activity sometimes the parents know what is good for you and they think that you must pursue that path and sometimes they don't do it properly if you talk to Uncle Desmond, he'll tell you. His parents said, no way. Everybody must do accounts. So Uncle Desmond is an accountant. Auntie Defina is an accountant. The whole family, they're all accountants. I lie. The father says, you must study accounting. After accounting, you can do whatever you like. So after he finishes accounting, he says, okay, now I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to do law. If parents don't handle this type of things properly, they open up doors for demonic activity. Because unconsciously, they are manipulating your will. I'm not saying that parents should not guide you or even lead you to take a particular course. There's a place for that. But what happens is that the parents unconsciously try to live their life through you. I wanted to be, I used this much in uh, the fitness case, but I mean, their case is very different. That was not a manipulation. Some parents wanted to be an engineer. They couldn't. My son will be an engineer. You must be an engineer by force. I have a construction company. You must come and take over. Hey, I want to sing. What's your problem? You open up doors for demonic activities. When it comes, when you come to pray on these things, learn to forgive your parents openly. Be very sincere and open about it. God has a way of making sure your parents' desire and your desires both come to pass. But there are so many ways in which we abuse um, the will of people. Those of you who have foolishly got into some relationships, listen very carefully. I've heard this often and again. girl is in a relationship with a boy it doesn't always happen with the girls it happens to the boys too the girl comes and says you know I'm convinced that this is not right for me so I want to stop hey if you leave me I'll die if you leave me I'll commit suicide that is a manipulation of your will open up doors for demonic activity don't allow anybody to manipulate if you commit suicide, let him go and commit suicide. Is that a problem? You didn't kill him. And it's the same thing I tell people who come up with this type of things. And some people they call their friends. They say, Hey, my friend has done this, and then another boy. Let him go and commit suicide. I haven't yet heard of any case that they committed suicide. But I've heard of one case that the guy attempted suicide. And we had to cancel the guy. In fact, my wife had to cancel the guy. It was my daughter's mate in school. The girl left him and then 
we couldn't stand it and went to drink some some poisonous stuff unfortunately for, unfortunately unfortunately he didn't die but his throat got bent and he he went into such depression that he couldn't even continue his academic work and we had to really counsel him to get him out of that depression today he's very very close to my wife there are some relationships wow that we term dangerous which lead to ungodly soul ties um, sexual relationships outside of God's plan any, any form of sexual activity outside husband and wife will always emphasis always lead to ungodly soul ties the devil is very much aware of this and we Christians have become so ignorant of this no wonder one of the greatest strategies of demons today is to get people involved in sexual activity outside of marriage we will keep talking about this or not talk too much about this another area this will we the younger ones who are getting married sex before marriage and by sex before marriage i'm not referring to the other type of sex i'm referring to a situation where you and your spouse have agreed to get married and then before you get married you say oh after all we'll marry in two months we'll marry in one week so what's the big deal so let's have sex you open up yourself for demonic activity even if you end up getting married you will always have demonic activity for many of such people they start having serious sexual problems after marriage and they don't know where it's coming from and until they are delivered they are not free we can also have ungodly soul ties even in a proper godly marriage this is too deep for us so I'll just say one or two things about it and I'll move on you see the sexual act is supposed to be a willing act a mutual act an act of love the highest form of communication between a husband and a wife according to God's principle anything outside of that is manipulation sometimes in marriage you are not married so you understand the married ones will understand those of you are not married sorry but sometimes sometimes in marriage you, you see that things are not going well and you want to have sex and the bible says as if your body doesn't belong to you must give to each other and then your partner for one reason or the other is not ready you uh, know how to manipulate and get what you want ladies do it one way and guys also do it one way when you start doing those things you open up yourself for demonic activity you must really talk and open up even if you are hurt or you are annoyed express why you are annoyed forgive one another and then move on that is walking in the light sometimes we can have certain ungodly soul ties to sexual not sometimes always when parents molest their children it used to be a thing which was very common in the west is seeping into this country if i is becoming common in this country and it's such a stigma that people don't talk about it please if any of you 
have been involved in this open up to us even if it has been Nicodemus send us a whatsapp message we will deal with it so you can be free you see demonic activities in these areas don't manifest immediately they manifest years later on sometimes into marriage you get married then the problem starts or sometimes just before you get married you cannot have any relationship you have a relationship when the things go away just before married they break up just before married they break, and you, you cannot understand it's because of some of these things you see because wow scripture says that you see when you have sexual intercourse you know there's a spiritual bonding so you bond and it's not a godly bond it's an ungodly bond and it follows you let me let me leave you for that i think it's okay now there are several consequences of sin um i wish i thought i could race through this but okay let me see quickly for me let me see i'll talk about a few of them but when when i send you the slides please take time to study these things for yourself okay for those of you who have still not got the slides and you will send your email address to please if you need to send your email address to the IT team and then they'll send you the slides okay. we talk about uh, generational issues already but the problem with generational issues is that it may not be something you have done but maybe your parents or your grandparents or whatever may have gotten involved in some of these ungodly relationships sexual relationships and it has consequences for you Some of us, the reason why we are chasing girls and we can't stop because of something that our parents or our forefathers did. Sometimes some of the parents know because they know what they have done and they know what their fathers did. So they know what you two can do. And they want to make sure that you don't do it, but they don't know how to control it. So sometimes they set unnecessary rules and regulations for you, and that only worsens the situation. It's important to be aware of this. Every sexual abuse, I wish I could spend time to talk about this. Every sexual abuse leads to demonic activity. Please, those of you who have been raped, don't feel shy about this. You need to be free if you have been raped. It's one of the worst demonic activities that can take place. Because God designed that when you break your virginity it's a unique experience in marriage so if you have this unique experience outside of marriage you open up yourself to such strong demonic activity there are several reasons why one is the God factor God's principle have you noticed that Okay, or you've heard you've heard about Lyman isn't it you know why it's so difficult to break Lamumu? It's because of this spiritual principle. There's a certain bonding which, if not dealt with, will follow you for life. The second point is that when, when you are raped or when you are abused, you know, during the process, there is so much fear. You are afraid, it's painful, and the fear and all that also opens up doors for demonic activity. So even though you are innocent, but somebody allows demonic doors to be opened in your life. And the worst part of it is the thought 
of what you went through, the trauma of it. Some people live it for life, not realizing the effect of the demonic world. So they don't seek help. And it gets them depressed. One of the couples we counseled many years ago was raped. And we talked about this, we prayed about this, so we knew that we were going to have problems. Fortunately, the lady and the guy, they comported themselves very well, and we saw them through, and they became very free. Unfortunately, the, the lady has passed on to be with the Lord. I talked earlier on about uh, dominating parents. Um, okay. I briefly talk about the pre-marriage sex. Now, another thing that is becoming common in our world today is homosexuality and oral sex and anal sex. This is not a time to explain what oral sex is. But oral sex is having sex outside of God's design by using the mouth. <laughs> Simply put. Anything along those lines is demonic. That's not the way God planned it. God did not design the anus to be used for sex. Whether in marriage or outside marriage, you open up doors for demonic activity. And that's one of the strong reasons why um, homosexuality is wrong. Apart from the fact that scripture clearly talks against homosexuality. There are several ways in which people are open up to homosexuality and as Christians we know but sometimes we, we condemn and we criticize without understanding the spiritual implications or how some people get involved okay. it's time we stop criticizing and pray and helping people to get free but sometimes if you have a history along our generational lines of homosexual activity sometimes you could be prone to it there are one or two people that we've had to cancel one of them was having homosexual tendencies he didn't want to he didn't like it but he wasn't drawn to it it's still something we are still battling with okay but it's important to understand it could be something which started many generations ago now listen very carefully because i know a number of us we are falling for this trap Another reason why people are open up to homosexuality is because of rejection of their sex, of their sexuality. You are a girl and you wish that you were a boy. Or you are a boy and you wish that you were a girl. That's the reason why you're having all these things in the West now. You know, change of sex and uh, all those kind of stuff. It sometimes happens because parents reject your sexuality I was telling maybe a parent has three boys and you are looking for a girl and I, I come off bed the next class I say oh praise God you have a baby girl say, ah. no no sorry you have another boy and say, ah. a boy again you have immediately unconsciously rejected that boy sometimes it's a conscious thing and you open the child up and his generations to all kinds of uh, demonic activity. 
and then there's the 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 the, the what's it the the willingness to homosexual activity you 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 want it and then you get involved you open up doors another form is you don't want it but you are abused by somebody else and whether you like it or not because of that abuse you know you are trapped with uh, these um, demons sometimes as a result of this uh, parental control and domination unconsciously you desire yourself to change your sex your parents are looking for a girl and you are a boy and everything within you is saying that ah, I should have been a girl because your parents keep talking about a girl and when you do that and you open yourself up to the spirit you know all kinds of uh, demonic activities uh, get in the seventh point I wish I could have talked about it a little bit just briefly touch on it fantasies and pornography pornography is not real guys because I know we have this problem more than the girls it doesn't matter the girls who don't have it some girls are strongly addicted to pornography because of the spirit the spirit that is behind it there's nothing about pornography which is real and if you don't open up and deal with this area of your life I guarantee you have problems in marriage because you get married now sex is legal and biblical and you think that what you saw in pornography is a real deal so you want to do things that you saw in pornography things that you watched in blue films but it's not the real world mind you those people apart from the spirits that are working in them all they do is all acting it's not real a man gets into the room sees a girl and they just start having it's not real it's not like that in the real world but you are bombarded with these things and then when you are on your own when you are not even watching the pornography you are imagining all kinds of things and you start living in a fantasy world you, you know that something i don't finish it okay sometimes some some signs of demonic activity is when you start projecting yourself outside your body into astral world into the spiritual when you start fantasizing that's what can happen to you if you're watching some of these documentaries on the dst for example there are some people who they, they live in fairyland you know they are being manipulated by demons there are some people who talk about their they are invisible friend. All these things are demonic activity. Okay. Let's not talk about divorce, but death. Because many of us have experienced death. Other friends, parents, siblings. God made man, spirit, soul, and body. And God's idea is for these three to be in unity. Now, any time that the three are not in unity, and there's a separation, the human is open up for demonic activity. And it's one of the reasons why at death, there's a lot of demonic operations. 
when the spirit and the soul separates from the body it's no longer the unity of God's design so there's a lot of demonic activity if there are generational spirits that is a time that there's a lot of transfer of spirits because the spirits is living bodies when you have sex outside of God's design like rape a lot of the fornication and some adultery from all adultery a lot of times there's not love involved the person is only interested in your body so when that happens in the spirit realm your body has been separated from your soul and your spirit so because of that break in your unity it opened up doors for demonic activity and that's why fornication is very dangerous and some of you who have been deeply involved that's why you struggle to come out you see it's wrong, you want to stop but you can't stop you make a decision today, tomorrow you go back most of you are involved, you know yourselves these are some ways in which demonic activities come in whether solicited sex or unsolicited solicited sex when you get a slice you can take time to study this uh, uh, better okay oh, i need to speed up now Whenever we are hurt, you know, God wants us to live in love. So, when we are hurt, when we have fear, when we are abused, when we are rejected, or when we reject others, we are all channels by which we open up demonic activity. So, let's make sure that we avoid these things at all costs. If you are hurt, talk about it, seek forgiveness, and then move on. I talked about traumas earlier on. Accidents have the same effect. Whenever you have an accident, you see that you you become afraid of certain things. Like if you had a car accident before, sometimes you, you sit in a car and the driver is driving recklessly. There's as if all of a sudden you are jerk and it's like that which you experienced some time ago is about to happen again. And this type of fears of traumas can open up to demonic activity. So you need to break free from uh, this. Curses. And here I want to focus on curses that we make ourselves. Forget about the generational curses and the curses that others have made upon us. Uh, we'll deal with those ones separately. But sometimes we curse ourselves without being aware. You know, we teach us to make declarations. Declarations and curses fall along the same line. When we, we, we speak for declarations, we speak for blessings over our lives. When we speak negative things unconsciously, they come to pass. Some of the loose statements you make, like something happens, eesh, I'm dead. Avoid, avoid those type of statements. 
Sometimes you may end up with using cursed objects which can bring up uh, demonic activities. Addictions, we'll be talking about addictions again and again, so let's forget about that for today. So, these are some ways in which, of course, this list is not exhaustive, but these are some ways in which we open up doors for demonic activity in our lives. Now, the essence of sharing these things is not to make you afraid, but to make you aware of areas that maybe you could have demonic activities. So when you begin to pray, you know how to pray and where to open up when we are dealing with a particular case. Because, you see, when we begin to pray, for example, if we we are talking about people who have suicidal tendencies and you think that you don't have suicidal tendencies but you are afraid of things you know and you combine them and you don't open up if God doesn't give us a revelation to understand what is happening to you we may not pray for you and you carry your thing home and one of the things that demons do is they pretend they hide sometimes the power of God the power of the presence of God exposes them but if you have given them strong rights they will hide and they will pretend and don't show up so you can pray, have all the deliverance and everything and you go back the same so please don't let that happen to you. When we are dealing with certain specific issues, learn to open up and let's deal with the issues once and for all. And then learn also how to deal with yourself. Okay? About issues. If I'm trusting God that we will not need to have a lot of manifestations for us to get free. We don't necessarily need manifestations to get delivered of demons. For some of you, if you have done the exercise that I asked you to do during the week and you have been praying seriously, some of you may already have been delivered of all kinds of things, but you already know that you have been delivered. I want to encourage all of us to fast this week. Do any form of fasting. Uh, and I suggest that you take the day on which we are born. Okay. Do any form of fasting. 
for personal cleansing and for personal uh, deliverance. Okay. And then on Saturday, um, those of us who will be here would um, do some of those stuff that I said we'll be doing. All right. Shall we pray? for the things that you have heard where God has enlightened you just giving thanks in your own words above all else the Bible says that God has given us power over the evil one and over all his agents so we don't need to be afraid it says we tread over scorpions and serpents and over all the power of the evil one and nothing would hurt us. Nothing. Nothing can hurt us. We will be kept safe in the name of Jesus. So nothing can hurt us. Nothing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for Calvary. Thank you for his great love shown on Calvary's cross. Thank you that you are a child of God and that you are free of all demonic powers. We have power over them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Before we continue, the it's important that you understand your relationship with God. If you know that you're, you don't have a right relationship with God, you're not sure you're born again. You're not sure. All that you'll be doing will, will be meaningless to you. It's important to be reconciled to God and to have your sins forgiven. So if you're not sure you're born again, I want you to stand up on your feet. If you're not born again, you want to get born again, stand up. It will help you. Otherwise, all that will be doing will be meaningless to you. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. You're not sure. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else? There's so much you want to pray on this morning. Thank you, Lord. I want to pray a very simple prayer and let it be your prayer okay the rest of us may also pray along with them dedicating our lives afresh my God in heaven want to say the prayer after me God in heaven you made me and you understand me sometimes I don't understand myself I have been going to church but I'm not sure I know you I want to know you I believe that you came and died for me I believe that Jesus shed his blood on the cross of Calvary for me I call on the name of Jesus 
Jesus save me make me a child of God Amen I want to pray for you shortly Father I want to thank you for this once and for the prayer that you just prayed they did not understand everything but I thank you that according to your words they have become your children you have given them right to become children of God they are protected and safe in you and nothing shall harm them even though they don't see it Lord I declare and speak for the power of God over their lives whatever things may have come into their life out of ignorance and brought any kind of bondage to their lives I pray oh God that you keep and protect them until they are completely delivered let them know that you will not leave them or forsake them keep them protected with the blood of Jesus Christ I pray oh God that your covenant with them will be fulfilled honor your life honor your word what you have started in them today bring it to a perfect end that will experience the joy of your salvation we thank you and we bless you in Jesus name, Amen please don't sit down yet I want you to, where is Uncle Nicholas Uncle Nicholas okay I want you to, Auntie Elsie I want you to go and see her she will take your names and your telephone numbers and then, and then come back and join us. Okay. Let's go to her at the back. Okay. Auntie Delfina, please. Uh, Alright, let's shall we be on our feet. I'm going to lead us to pray some very simple prayers. But the essence is to keep us protected until we deal with issues um, next week. So, I want you to believe what we are praying. Don't just utter words. Okay? Some of these simple prayers will deal with very major things in your life. Okay? And some of you even receive your deliverance even before we make a, we do any serious prayer. Okay? Shall we close our eyes? Heavenly Father, I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord. I confess that I have sinned against you and that I need you all the time. Thank you for dying for me on the cross of Calvary. Thank you for the blood that you shed for me. I have accepted you as my Savior and my Lord. Be Lord over every area of my life. Be Lord of my, over my spirit. Be Lord over my mind. Be Lord over all my thoughts. Be Lord over my emotions. Be Lord over my feelings and my reactions. Be Lord over my body. Be Lord over all the decisions that I make. Be Lord over my behavior. Be Lord over my relationship with you. Be Lord over my relationship with other people, my parents, my siblings, my friends, school authorities. Be Lord over my life. I thank you that the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for me. I thank you that the blood will never lose its power. I claim the power of the blood over my life, 
over my spirit, over my soul, over my body, over my family. In the name of Jesus, I give you thanks, Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Amen. Now, I want us to pray a particular kind of prayer. We are going to pray and forgive people who may have caused demonic activity to come into our lives. Even if we ourselves have caused it, we are going to pray that we forgive ourselves and that we will break every link to those causes for God to have his own way in our lives. Father, in the name of Jesus, I unconditionally forgive myself and all my ancestors for all the things that they have done in the past that affects my life today. I renounce every consequence of sin in the name of Jesus. I am a child of God. I now claim the power in the blood of Jesus Christ in setting me free from every consequence of every generational sin. I claim my freedom from the consequences of any occultic activity. Now at this point, if you are aware of any occultic activity that your parents or your grandparents or your foreparents have been engaged in, I want you to specifically renounce these spirits. What I mean by renounce is you speak with your mouth that you have no part. You reject them and their consequences over your life. If you are not aware of any of this, I want you to speak in tongues for the next five minutes. Open your mouth and renounce every occultic sin in your family line. If you are aware of any curse in your family, renounce that curse. If you are aware of any family God, renounce the God and reject it in your life. If you are aware of any lineage to clans and your, in your ancestry, reject them now in the name of Jesus Christ. Renounce them. Renounce them. Renounce them. You are linked up by pronouncements and declarations. You cut off your links by pronouncements and declarations in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Get serious and believe what you are saying. If your parents have told you about specific things, just renounce them. Break your link from that line. Reject them in the name of Jesus. I renounce the effect of any of those links in your life. For some of you, it could be hereditary diseases or hereditary behaviors. Whatever it is, renounce, renounce it in the name of Jesus Christ. Any consequence of any curse, any consequence of any ancestral linkage, any consequence of any declaration that has been spoken on your family line, along your generational line, 
In the name of Jesus, renounce it, renounce it, renounce it. I want you to get serious. It looks a simple prayer, but it's a very serious prayer. Renounce, renounce, renounce. Break yourself off. Touch yourself off. Every generational sin, every occultic sin, every declaration spoken against your life, and the consequences. In the name of Jesus Christ, that is why Jesus Christ came and died. He came to break the curse in His blood. Renounce, renounce, renounce them, renounce them. In the name of Jesus, they will not have any effect over your life. It shall not flourish in your life. In the name of Jesus. Anything that the parents told you about, break, break now in the name of Jesus. Cut yourself off and believe that you are cut off by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Everything for your father's line and your mother's line. In the name of Jesus. Even for the lives of your guardians and for the lives of your siblings. Any sibling, have siblings. In the name of Jesus, for your stepmother, for your stepfather, every ungodly soul tie, break it now in the name of Jesus. This is the end of their work in your life. Because of the blood. Because of the blood. Materiosa li para bashadala by my own confession repeat after me by my own confession I renounce and reject every negative declaration every case spoken over my life every negative blessing spoken over my life from my father's line from my mother's line and from any line that is linked up with me by my will and by my choice I break myself off in the name of Jesus Christ and I receive freedom because the curse was broken on the cross of Calvary by the blood of Jesus Christ. I receive freedom. I 
I receive deliverance, I receive wholeness, I receive health, I receive prosperity, I receive the blessings of God in the name of Jesus. Now, one of the one of the other major areas where demons have rights in our lives is because of hurts and offenses. So I want you to think about any way that people have hurt you or have offended you or you have offended people or hurt people. Some of this may be for your parents or your parents' parents, people that they have hurt or people that have hurt them and forgiveness has not taken place and as a result of that, doors have been opened to the demonic world over your life. If your parents told you about any specific things that happened in their lives that they find difficult to forgive I want you to walk towards me we all be praying but I want you to walk towards me especially parents who have been divorced and your parents have specifically told you I'm not calling for all people who have divorced parents but your parents have been divorced and they have told you when you discuss with them about how they are hurt and some of them have even told that I cannot forgive your father I cannot forgive your mother or you have heard similar things about your grandparents I want you to walk forward towards me right now very quickly I want us all to pray this prayer after me. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross that my sins will be forgiven, that I will be free. Your word makes me to understand that we must forgive as our heavenly father has forgiven us so i choose by my will to forgive everyone that has hurt me i will not hold any hurt against anyone i forgive them and father i ask you to forgive them i forgive my parents i forgive my grandparents i forgive my relatives for any hurt that they have brought into my life as a result of unforgiveness in their own lives every unforgiving hurt every unforgiving pain along my family line Lord let your healing power come as a result of forgiveness Lord I forgive every one of them I will not hold them in my heart if you know of specific people or people that come to your mind even right now mention their names specifically and say I choose to forgive this one then ask God to forgive them if you can't have if you don't if none of such people are coming to your mind just continue to pray in terms for a short while 
forgiveness is one of the most difficult things to do but God commands us to do it and it's one area that demons easily have access to us unforgiveness will lead to pain unforgiveness leads to bitterness unforgiveness will lead to grumbling and will lead to sickness and will lead to bondage just as we walk in the light you must lead people into the light you must release people by your forgiveness forgive them and ask the Lord to forgive them Father, I thank you for forgiving me and for forgiving all those that have hurt me and brought pain into my life. I release them. I release them and I ask that I be released in the name of Jesus Christ. This is a funny prayer, but I want us to pray it. I want you to forgive God. I want all of us to forgive God. We have inadvertently blamed God for certain things that have happened in our lives. And we feel right about them. Instead of talking and engaging God. So your own way, tell the Lord, I have wrongly accused you forgive you and I ask you to forgive me. Pay that prayer shortly now. Some of us have even blamed God for giving us the schools we got, for the parents we have, for the grace that we got. Out of ignorance, Job did the same thing. Lord, I choose to forgive you. And I ask that you forgive me for not understanding you, for thinking the way I thought. Please cleanse my mind, cleanse my thoughts, cleanse my entire being. Cleanse me, Lord, with the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. us to stretch our hands towards these people and pray for them it's not easy to experience divorce and the worst is when you experience divorce and your parents cannot forgive each other the head lives on and if you're not careful when you grow up the same thing will be repeated in your life so let's pray that this cycle will be broken. Let's pray for their people that they will learn to forgive. They will learn to receive the forgiveness of God. And that they will also forgive. I pray for them that they will forgive their parents. Sometimes the parental head wraps off us. And we also get angry at our, 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 our parents. 
want you to pray in serious sense of your faith. If if you were the one, has other church closed? They've closed. So we need to end somewhere to for today. Father, as they hold their hands together, I pray, Lord, that your love will reach out to these families. Whatever the source of the hurts and the unforgiveness, pray a softening of the hearts. Pray a softening of the hearts by the blood. Lord have mercy on them Lord we ask for forgiveness Lord let your love flow through this once now let them experience your love the love of Calvary in the name of Jesus Amen please take your seats We have to close somewhere because the adult church has closed. Until see, please remember the announcements, um, the fasting, the Saturday meetings from four o'clock. So please, church workers, make sure that you are closed by four. Okay. Okay. God bless you. All. Have a great week.